Hey everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Spacebar. This is episode 18, how to get started with Ableton Live consulting and training. If this is your first time here, Behind the Spacebar is a podcast for playback techs, music directors, musicians, really anyone using Ableton Live on stage. And if this is not your first time, then welcome back. Uh, glad you're here and glad you're back for another week. I guess I didn't frustrate you or irritate you too much last week and you decided to come back this week, but I'm glad you're here. My name's Will, if we've never met before. I'm gonna be your lovely host and guide today through today's content. Uh, Today's a selfish episode. I believe I mentioned this last week's episode. Um, I created today um, really to provide some tips and uh, some things I've learned uh, throughout the the years of um, doing Ableton Live training and consulting that, that hopefully will help. I've got, uh, I don't know, probably six or seven tips that I read out today that I want to share. I, I get questions all the time from people that say, uh, hey, Will, uh, I want to do what you're doing. I want to be an Ableton Live certified trainer. If, if you're interested in that, I'm going to make a note to share this. Then check out uh, our, uh, our episode of Behind the Space Bar where we talk about uh, should you become a uh, certified trainer. So I'll add the link uh, to that, which is a really great uh, podcast episode. But they'll say, hey, I want to become an Ableton Live certified trainer. Or, hey, I've been running tracks with my BAM. Uh, I want to show people how to do this. Or, hey, I've been controlling automation elements and stuff with Ableton. I want to show other people how to do this. How do I get started? What do you suggest? Well, this is that in episode form. So if you're here because I sent this episode to you, um, thanks for taking the time to listen to this, and I hope it will help. Um, so let's get into, again, I've just got a couple tips, a couple pointers here that I hope will help you get into using Ableton Live um, uh, and uh, becoming a consultant, a uh, Ableton trainer. And again, if you're interested in becoming a certified trainer, check out that specific podcast episode where I walk through that. But here we go. Number one, first tip, this is going to be revolutionary. It's, you've never thought of this before. The first tip on how to get started with uh, Ableton Live consulting and training is just to start. Tip number one is just to start. Um, just start doing it now. Like that's, that's the most important thing is I know so many people that have been making plans for years and years and years to do many, many things and they never actually start. Uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Walt Disney. He said, the best way to get started is to stop talking and start doing, um, that's what I'm encouraging you to do today to pull a Walt Disney, stop talking and start doing right? If you're interested in, in doing Ableton live, uh, consulting training with people, then just start it. Well, well, I'm not qualified enough. Well, sure, no one is when they first start, but you're just starting, so just start. But Will, uh, I don't know the answer to everything. Well, no one does. I still don't know the answer to everything about Ableton Live, but just start. But Will, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough brand recognition. I don't have enough followers on social media. Just start. Okay, if you can't agree with number one, don't listen to the rest of the episode. If you want to know how to get started with doing Ableton consulting and training, you've got to just start. Tip number two, start where you are. Um, no matter what context you're working in, you're a, a teacher at a school, you're an educator, uh, you uh, play in a, a, a cover band that uh, plays at small clubs in town, small bars in town, start where you are. Start with your band, uh, and then you can move to other bands kind of in your circuit. You're a worship leader at your church. You want to help um, um, worship leaders at other churches do this. We'll start where you are. Start in your circle with your people. And again, go back to when all those fails, go back to tip number one, just start, just start doing it. Start helping people, start showing people what you've done, and you'll be really excited uh, and surprised to see it, how quickly things kind of grow and maybe potentially um, get out of hand. Tip number three, start for free. I think sometimes we learn a new skill, we learn a new talent. I believe it's Austin Cleon that just talks about having a, like a hobby, just something you can do for fun. 
Um, uh, I think so many times we, we start something that could potentially become something else like a job. And as soon as we start it, we're instantly worried about what we're going to get paid for to do it. And it's like, no, now's not the time. Now's not the time to test, to see what the market can bear and we'll pay for this right now is the time for you to get experience. So again, tip number one, start tip number two, start where you are. But tip number three, start for free, start working with folks, you know, people in your circle, people um, in your current band, people in your city, uh, people in your sphere of influence, whatever that is, and start working for free. Uh, because what's going to happen is word is going to spread. People are going to go, man, you should uh, you should talk to Will Doggett. In fact, I remember um, in college, um, and this was not necessarily Ableton consulting or training, but uh, I started to get a reputation for programming songs in Ableton. I don't do a whole lot of that now. And by that, I mean like someone who's written a song or produce a song and a record and they send me stems and I like produce, uh, and program it, you know, synth programming, drum programming and stuff. Actually, I should start doing it again. Cause it was super, super fun. But I remember one time a buddy of mine, um, I believe it was my buddy Keith called me and said, Hey, so I hear you're doing some, uh, drum programming now. And, and, uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. And he's like, well, I heard you're pretty good at it. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm decent. And so, um, uh, my buddy sent me a song to do and I did. And I hope it was good. I don't really remember much of it. It was a long time ago, but that was because words started to spread. So as you're doing stuff for free, it's not in vain. People are not taking advantage of you. Uh, you just learned how to use Ableton Live last week. You can't be charging $50 an hour to teach people how to use it. You don't even know how to use it yet. Okay. So just start, start where you are, start for free. Word is going to spread. As you're going throughout this process, you need to collect testimonials. You need to do work for someone, offer it for free. Uh, and, uh, when they're happy, hopefully they are happy then say, Hey, would you mind just writing a blurb or go to people and say, Hey, um, I've been doing this with Ableton. I'd be more than happy to help you. I'll do it completely for free in exchange for, if you're happy at the end, just, just write a quick blurb. Uh, you know, I, at the end, if you're happy, just grab your phone and just record a, a quick little video just to say, um, uh, Hey, this is what will did. And I'm super happy with that. And, and this was the experience I had. Um, the other thing is in exchange for the free stuff, say, Hey, I'll do this for free. If you can share a testimonial, but then also, um, if you think of anyone that, that you think could use the same thing, just let them know, like, that's all I'm asking. I'll do this completely for free. As long as, um, uh, you can share a testimonial. And, um, if you think of anyone that, that would be a good fit for me to work with that you connect me to them. Uh, this has benefited me so, so much, so greatly. Uh, I have some friends that I've known for years that I just kind of started helping with Ableton for free and they've paid me back a thousand times over by connecting me to other folks that have then paid me. Um, and that's just, just benefited me. Now I can't do that for free for everyone. And right now I'm at a, a point in my career and my consulting stuff that, um, it's going to be very rare that I take something for free unless it's a friend, you know, my buddy Tyler comes over, I'm going to help him with stuff, but random person on YouTube that comments and says, Hey, you need to help me with this. I'm not going to get on a zoom call for free. I'm sorry, but, um, it has helped me and benefited me. So if you're getting started, do work for free, ask for those testimonials, ask for referrals. Word is going to spread. Now from there, next tip, start charging a minimal hourly or project fee, right? So whatever you think that is, I don't know your exact context. I don't know your exact city, country, state you're living in. That could be $25 an hour, that could be $500 a project. Um, but charge the price knowing two things. One, you're just getting started. It's more important for you to get experience and testimonials than for you to get paid. And two, um, your price will go up. You know, when I first started doing one-on-one trainings, uh, I, you know, hourly trainings, I think I charged like $25 an hour. Uh, that price has substantially gone up now. 
Um, not because I'm greedy, but because uh, I've gained experience. My time is uh, is fairly limited. So if people want an hour of my time dedicated just to them over a Zoom call, um, then it's got to be priced accordingly, right? Uh, but uh, start charging a minimal hourly free fee. Keep it in mind, you're just getting started, so don't price it too high. Uh, think about the context in which you're in. Just test some things out. Tell someone, hey, um, how's $25 an hour sound? And if they go, oh, that's way lower than I expected, then the next time raise the price, right? Uh, I worked with someone once. Uh, I hope to one day tell more of the story, but uh, someone reached out to me and, and they asked my fee uh, and I told them my hourly free fee. And this individual said, um, uh, hey, well, actually I believe in, in, in that's that's not good. Cause I believe in paying people what I believe it's worth. And I was like, Oh gosh, you know, they're going to lowball me here. They're going to have it. And they doubled the price, which I thought was really, really cool. And this speaks a lot to this person's character. And again, I hope to tell more of that story at some point. Uh, but it was a really, really cool experience for me as I was um, leaving my previous job and starting from studio stage that someone did that for me, but start charging a minimal hourly fee project fee or per project fee. Again, kind of based on the context you're in, again, keeping in mind that you're just starting out, but then two, your price is going to to raise up. And you're going to want to kind of test that out and see um, how do people respond? Do you feel like it's worth it to you? And as you do more and more of those, raise your price. Just because you worked with someone three years ago and you charged them $50 an hour, um, if anything, because of inflation, it's going to be a little more. And um, you know, let them know, say, hey, listen, I know last time we worked together, I charged 50. I'm charging a little more now. I charge 100 an hour. Um, does that work for you? And if they say no, then say, all right, well, for this project, I'll do 75. But just keep in mind the next time I'll do 100, right? Those are things you can negotiate with people on an individual level, okay? Uh, here's a couple tips uh, as far as uh, growing your business or I think scaling it or being successful. Things at least I've found that have been super helpful. Pick a niche. Um, find a specific piece of this. Yeah, I said Ableton Live consulting and training, but what are we talking about? You uh, focus primarily on playback, uh, using tracks on stage, using click tracks, stems, multi-tracks on stage. Uh, you work uh, primarily with DJs. Uh, you help people transfer from using physical analog uh, decks to using Ableton Live to DJ with a MIDI controller. Uh, you're a worship leader. You're a, a, a worship um, a music director, a musician that plays in church. You're going to stay focused on that niche. Um, solo artists. You're a solo artist that uses Ableton Live and uses tracks. Uh, you want to help other solo artists. Uh, you you fo are focused on live looping performances. Whatever it is, pick a niche. You don't have to stay there. You know, For me, when I got started, my niche was I had a company called Loops and Worship, and it was focused on helping worship leaders figure out how to use Ableton Live on stage, how to use at the time what we called loops, which I would now call tracks, uh, stems, multi-tracks, uh, how to use that on stage. From there, you know, I started creating content that was noticed by people and people outside of churches and people that were bands traveling uh, the country and drummers and music directors and stuff. So my niche grew kind of slowly over time. And then I picked up kind of another new niche, which was using Ableton Live to automate stuff. You know, I was the expert in that. I mean, I still think I'm, uh, it's weird to call yourself an expert, but like I, I grew in prominence of, if you want to know how to use Ableton Live to control something, Will Doggett is the guy, right? Um, and that started kind of in the church and that's kind of grown from there. Um, and that's just because I kind of picked this niche, I focused on it, then it started to grow. I picked this niche, focused on it, and it started to grow, right? So pick a niche, find something, and it doesn't have to be um, 
you know, I just gave some examples here. I'm trying to think, um, uh, folks using Ableton Live in the studio to to mix, to produce. Uh, I heard a story once, uh, and I didn't get a lot of details on this, but of an Ableton Live certified trainer going to, uh, well, two different stories, uh, going to um, like TV production companies and teaching them about how to use Ableton Live. I have no clue what they taught them. In fact, I need to ask, like, what what'd you teach them? Because that sounds amazing. Um, but going and showing people how to use Ableton Live in the the music and film creation process. I know folks that use Ableton Live and, and teach people how to use Ableton Live in film creation, uh, game creation, rather, uh, that are creating video games and showing how to integrate that. Find a niche, pick a niche, know that it's going to expand and it's going to grow. Uh, here's another tip. Be yourself. Um, I, I think I've told this story before publicly, but I remember going to, uh, f- uh, to full sale in Florida and it was for the push one reveal. So it was at a time where their, uh, push wasn't out publicly. I had like one of, I don't know how many, 10, 15 pushes in, in the U S and Ableton sent it to me. And it was like, oh, this is amazing. This is really cool. Um, and went up to full sale with my buddy Doug and did the push reveal. And I just remember the person before me was really great. The person after me, Da Vinci, it's this incredible performer, incredible finger drummer. And I felt, you know, like this guy in the middle that just stuck out like a sore thumb. Everyone had like a DJ name, like Beef Wellington or Flamin' Yon or, or some name, you know, everyone had a cool name. And then here was Will Doggett. And I remember just talking to my buddy Doug and I was like, I feel so out of place. Like, and it's not those people, it's not the people that did it. They, they did nothing to make me feel out of place, but I felt insecure. I felt um, unconfident in my abilities because I wasn't like a DJ, but he just kind of reminded me. And I, through years of reflecting and looking back on it, it's like, well, just be yourself. I'm not a DJ. I'm not a producer. So I'm not going to, you know, pretend to be a producer. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be confident in what I do. And I'm going to do my thing really, really well. And I'm attempting to be the very best at what I'm doing, not the very best at like six different things that gets me to my next point. And I kind of mentioned this and this ties into this. Don't fake it. If you don't know how to do it, say you don't know, or try to figure it out together. Um, and that's a, a great pro tip that I've heard from a lot of certified trainers is they're teaching content and teaching courses and teaching lessons is, is they just say, man, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to say, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. Let's, let's figure that out. Uh, I'm not really sure. Um, or they'll say, I just, I don't know. I'm so sorry. Um, so don't fake it. If you, if you don't, uh, know, then just say you don't know and be yourself. Now I'm going to wrap up with two book recommendations. I, I wish I did this more on the podcast, but I love reading. You can see, actually you can't see, but, uh, around me, if I made the camera a little wider, uh, I am surrounded by books in this office, like tons and tons of books in this office. Um, uh, again, it kind of stinks. You can't see them right now. I should adjust the camera angle, but anyway, lots of books in the office. Okay. Neither here nor there. I want to wrap up with two book suggestions that I think are really helpful and beneficial. Um, if this is something you're, you're interested in, and these are books that have been uh, good references for me. The first one here is called content Inc. Um, this is essentially the roadmap to the business that I run, start a content first business, build a massive audience, become radically successful with little to no money. And the idea here that Joe is presenting is, um, how do you create content that connects with an audience then build an audience? And then you later figure out how to monetize that audience. That's essentially my whole kind of method here. And I, what I would suggest for you, if you're interested in doing able to live consulting or training is you've got to find a way to market yourself. In fact, um, I had lunch with, with a friend a couple of weeks ago and he was saying, Hey, um, uh, I need to hire someone to do social media marketing. And I said, no, no, you don't. You need to read content Inc. 
and you need to figure out this model of content marketing where you create marketing that that positions you as an expert and then markets your thing. And as your audience gets big enough and sustainable enough, you can create some sort of product offering as you listen to them and figure out what they want, what they don't want. You create that product offering and people will buy it and you'll have a business. The second book I want to mention, this is a newer one. Uh, and I just got this in Graham Cochran, uh, who does Recording Revolution, um, uh, does the Graham Cochran show. Really great book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. Uh, the subtitle here, Turning Your Knowledge, Passion, Expert Experience into an Online Income Stream in Your Spare Time. Graham's is a little more, I think, basic than Content Inc. is. Content Inc., is also basic, but he gives you like a full roadmap and very, very specific. Graham's book is, uh, is, is smaller. I think it's a quicker read, um, but I would suggest getting started there because Graham's book is going to kind of lay the framework and foundation. And then from there, if you're really, if you read it and you go, I'm really into this, then Content Inc. by Joe uh, Polizzi is, um, is going to be a great, great book for you. And again, I, when I read Content Inc., uh, first when I read Graham's book, I mean, this was like a week or so ago, it came out not too long ago. Uh, I finished it and I just was like, man, I'm just so thankful to be in the business I'm in, to be doing what I'm doing. Um, and, and a lot of what Graham said, I really enjoyed. And I pulled out some specific things from Graham's book about like simplifying my business and simplifying, um, emails I'm sending and, and offers I'm offering things like that. Um, uh, and when I read Joe's book, uh, I read it this year also, it would have been, um, or was it the tail end of last year? I can't remember. I think it was the tail end of last year, but I read it and I thought, man, I wish I had read this 15 years ago when I started my first business. Cause I think I would be a little further along than I am now, but, uh, I learned so much from Joe's book. Um, uh, it kind of paved the path for me. Actually it was last year because it paved the path for me to go down this path of creating daily content in 2022, uh, which has been so essential and crucial to my business and growing my business. So that's some tips and tricks that I have for getting started um, with Ableton Live consulting and training. I hope that's helpful. I hope that's beneficial. Um, and uh, if you want more tips and tricks, then stick around, check, keep checking out the podcast. We do new episodes every Monday, 10 a.m. Central. The best way to stick around, um, I think it, the podcast is yes, audio form if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, but it's also available in video form. Um, you know, as I was talking about those books, I was showing those on Amazon. Um, and if you want to see that, you can head to the YouTube channel. And when you're there, do me a favor, subscribe, and then hit the bell icon so you're notified when we post new content. Again, uh, every Monday, 10 a.m. Central. Um, I love this podcast. I love the community around it. If you're over on YouTube, say hey in the comments. Um, let me know the type of content you want to uh, hear more about and uh, uh, the, the topics you want to hear more about. But I hope this episode is beneficial to you. Again, let's go back to the beginning. Let's end the way we started. Just start. If you're interested in this, just get started. Start somewhere and let me know how it goes. We'll see you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye.